Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice Camera Action. Definitely the first attempt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is, this After is 137 episodes, we were bound to get it wrong at some point. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see. A lot has happened. Um, when last we left the Waffle Crew in this timeline, they were... <laughs> All well, of us, what? <laughs> let's back up a little bit. So... D.F. was on a quest to reunite Evelyn with her weapon of choice, Lightfall, the axe, and set out to reconstruct it, and got a little bit of help um, from Strix and from Jarlaxle as well. And what did Jarlaxle get for his trouble? Uh, a lot of unpleasantness and bad-mouthing from one Palton Seppa. And as, he, as, it, as was deserved. <laughs> Which didn't sit too well with the dark elf Lothario. Um, but he bit his tongue. Sometime later, the Waffle Crew was called upon by Rosie Beestinger's attorney to help figure out who was responsible for Rosie Beestinger's demise. Turned out all a clever ploy to expose a member of the Beestinger family who was not on the up and up. The Waffle Crew cracked the case. They solved all the clues and cornered the fiend who revealed its true form and got smacked around by the Waffle Crew and the Beastinger clan, but not before knocking Paulton off a rooftop and dropping him to four hit points. Um, and we'll pick up right from there. With Paulton, you're lying on the cobblestone street. There's a big huzzah from somewhere on the other side of the building after the demon falls to its doom. Uh, you had just finished playing on your lute uh, in an inspiring tune, which I guess must have done the trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hear the huzzah. Yep. Just this crowd of people from the other <laughs> side. Just huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when your loot just sort of falls to pieces around you. What? It has strummed its last strum. Cool. <laughs> well, at least I still have these. I take out the castanets that I've had. Like, <laughs> yeah, awesome. you can see one of them is bent. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, at least I still have my bagpipes. Uh, well, at least I still have my dignity. Right? Uh, you can sort of pull yourself up off the street, um, uh, pick up your dignity and the rest of you. Mm-hmm. Just like gathering it up off the floor. It's yes. like, yep, there's what's left of it. 
cool. Andrew will come, after scuttling around the building, will come crawling over to you and tap your foot. Oh, <laughs> friendo. Okay. Just crawl up. Yeah. Like, at least you're okay. You get a thumbs up. Oh, cool. Can't wait for the bleeding to stop. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I used my same character sheet for the C team, and I can't remember Holly or Jared. Holly, did I heal you during this last fight? I believe that you did. I think... I- I believe you did for 40, I want to say. Okay, yes. that's what I thought, too. So I have 20 left. Yes, you did heal me. And I can also heal as well. So if you don't need to burn that if you want me to do some. So okay. um, Evelyn, Strix, and DF, you lost sight of Paulton after he got flung back off the rooftop. You're not sure if he's alive or dead at this point. Well, you heard the music, so... But then it's now, now it's stopped. So We heard the bagpipe go... Yeah. <laughs> And I, like, slowly hobble my way over to the other side. Oh, okay. Then you will see the, the profusely bleeding, badly battered, Ugh. yet somehow blessed with adventurer's bones, Paulton, um, hobbling toward you. I'm, like, delusional. I'm so close to death. I'm just like, friends, I've, I've come to realize the air, the air of my ways, and I, my life needs guidance. You found Lathander in oh. your heart. Oh, we I have did. to heal him really fast. He was there, he was there the whole time. <gasps> and praise, oh. praise be to our oh, quick. Lord. I he- My I dreams him. are coming true. This is so beautiful. She puts actually, her hands on his cheeks. Lathander loves you and he always will. Blood starts running down your hands. <laughs> like, From the gash in his the head. The light comes toward me now. Oh my god. Blood is I'm running down his Lathander. eyes, dripping off his chin. Oh no. Take t- take me up <laughs> I like cough up a little blood. Why don't I, I just fix that up? I know. Yeah, I I heal him for nine hit points. Okay. At this I'm point, like, Andrew was drumming impatiently on his shoulder. <laughs> um, but you heal him for nine, and at least that closes up some of the nastier gashes on his head and body. I like start to come to, but not totally there. It's just like you know, like I appreciate the concept of Lathander for sure. I'm just wondering, wondering how good is it to, to really follow that blindly, put so much on this entity. Oh, but don't you see? It's not blind. It's it's flooded with light. You can see every detail. No, actually, it is blind. I'm like, I can't really see right now. Oh, here, let me wipe that blood out of your eyes. Evelyn does a little lay on hands on his face for 20. Okay, well, it doesn't clean, doesn't just erase the blood, but it does uh, make him feel better. He's just like... You got 20 from me. What happened? (laughs) You found Lathander. Where was he? (laughs) In you all along. Oh, I met that guy. Yeah, he... You all... Anyway... It's fine. Yeah, p- uh, praise be and whatnot. It's so <gasps> I feel so much closer to you now. We'll have so much to talk about. I've been so excited because Jarlax is like the only one in the whole world who wants to talk to me about Lathander. But if you want to talk about Lathander, I'd love to talk to you about Lathander. We could spend all sorts of time together <laughs> talking about Lathander if you wanted to. And so you have this conversation on the way back home. Because, I mean, I love spending time with you. I know you know that I love spending time with you. And I know that sometimes you don't really uh, have much that you find interesting to talk to me about. But if Lathander's interesting, I definitely have less to say about Lathander. And you and I could hang out and we could talk about Lathander. Four blocks later. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Patrick's is just covering her ears the whole time and just like going. <laughs> cool. When you get back to the Waffle Crew, it is a or Waffle House. It is exactly as you left it. Um, as you recall, before I locked you, the door. Before you left, you locked the front door. Yes. Right. And like like our DM confirmed in the last session, we actually completely renovated the <laughs> four stories. It was in pristine order. Actually, the fir- the top two floors are still a blackened, uh, charred mess. Oh, oh no! Dear. What happened? Our house was <laughs> additional floors, and somebody came in during that whole endeavor and blew it up again. Uh, I walk up and poignantly unarcane lock the door. Okay. To show my friends how magic and good I am at locking the door. Yeah, this this magical green light sort of forms around it, um, and then just sort of opens a little click. Yeah, and I'm like, eh, and I'm also like, oh yeah, my two stabs are one staff now. It looks cooler, and I hold it up. Yep. Ooh. Are you impressed? I'm so I, impressed. I, I stole skulls for it. Let's go inside. <laughs> what? Who's skulls? <laughs> I just keep walking. When you get inside, uh, it's quiet. You don't hear the kids rampaging around. Uh, make perception checks. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Nat one. Nice. <laughs> That's a seven. I'm going to not use these. <laughs> <laughs> the, the natural, the, not natural, but my expertise, 21. Nice. 17. Okay. Immediately, Evelyn and DF. Um, Evelyn, you're, you're, you're sort of sensitive to uh, the presence of evil and whatnot, and you detect none of that. Which is good. Mm-hmm. This place feels feels safe, uh, but the the quietness of it is a little bit jarring to you, and you're instantly wondering where the kids are about. Diath, your senses immediately go off that there's some sort of danger or post danger situation here, and that's when you notice uh, two things with your phenomenal role. One, Martin Trek, the little kid, is perched at the top of the spiral staircase behind the bars of the railing, looking really nervous like something bad has just happened and like he might have a story to share. And the other is uh, he is darting his glance down toward the floor in the corner where Strahd von Cherovich normally resides, but there now is only its rear left leg. <gasps> this will not stand. Uh, <laughs> Literally. It, oh, my God. I just... <laughs> I'm done. That's proud of herself. Anyone else? Anyone more puns? Are we done? No, we're never done. Um, so, Jared, in your Martin Trek squeaky voice, please repeat after me. <laughs> yeah, Diaz will immediately go up to Martin and just be like, Martin, what happened? And he tells the following story. There was a knock on the front door. We were just playing, and there's a really loud noise at the front door. And, Speak up, boy. And some people, some people tried to get in. And we, we tried not to open the door because you said not to open the door. And, and like, strings made it all greedy glowy, but they tried to get in anyway. When they realized they couldn't get in the front, they went through the unlocked side door. God damn into it, the I didn't kitchen. know we had more than one door. <laughs> I don't have a side door. <laughs> It turns Strix, out the whole didn't... house is just doors all the way around. <laughs> Chris just didn't tell us that. There's cool, a back door, there's a side door, and there's a pantry door. 
Trix, you didn't you didn't lock the side door? <laughs> how could you Strix, how could you be so careless? Oh no. Paulton, Paulton, please try to cushion the blow. Mm. I'm just crying on the floor, like yeah. So they couldn't get through the front door, so they shouldn't try the side door either. But then they went to the side door. Then they came in and they grabbed the chair and broke off one of the legs and took the rest. And then they just came in and Why? went to Paul's special chair and they're like, all right, this chair's our now. And then they broke it. And I said, no, if you do that, they, they're going to think it's my fault somehow. And it's not my fault because you guys did it. And then they just left with the chair and left the leg to make me look bad. Please don't think, make me go back down into the dungeons. And Simon recognized <laughs> some of them because they're carnies from the Sea Maidens Fair. Simon said they came from a ship. <laughs> <laughs> and so Simon said that he was going to uh, try to get the chair back and wanted his friends to come along on an adventure. Simon looked pretty angry, and he's like, I want to get that back because uh, Dad needs it. And then uh, uh, Squidly is like, I'm going to kill him. I told <laughs> Squidly he can't do that. But, uh, but then Nat and Jenks went to, I stayed here so that you guys would know that it wasn't our fault. <laughs> they took waffles. Also, waffles is gone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to react. All of us are just like. <laughs> Strix is just, just going to go get like a pie and just give it to Martin and just be like, "You, you, you earned this for not leaving." <laughs> the last thing that the Carney said before they left Martin was that they said the. The stone for the chair. Oh, come on. Is that it? Well, the stone for the chair, like, that's that's all we need. Easy. I mean, is it, though? We don't have either. But we can get the stone. Can we, though? We can get it. (laughs) Now, Evelyn and Strix, you guys... After, after the debacle of the attack on the Waffle House last time, you flew off to the Castellanter Villa, and what you saw there sort of discouraged you from proceeding any further without your friends, and that is, not only was the villa heavily guarded as though the Castellanters were expecting trouble to come and arrive for the stone, mm-hmm. but their own guards were bolstered by members of the city watch. And you recall, the last time you went to the Castellanter estate and met the Castellanters in their home, they had a captain of the city watch basically with them, someone that they had on the payroll. Um, So it didn't surprise you, but you realized that it could be highly dangerous to proceed further without knowing how to deal with these particular city watchmen. Um, And just the sheer number of guards present made you think maybe now is not the time to go storming in there. Yeah, we can't get the stone from there right now. DF, could you just, as you are so qualified to do, as your character allows, would you please just remind us all uh, whether or not we need the stone for other purposes? Like, give us a little recap of, like, what we're strategically supposed to be doing about the stone? 
supposed to be getting the stone because the stone itself has some sort of information or clue or direct guidance to help us find the location of this hidden dragon horde. A literal pile of gold pieces somewhere within Waterdeep. And I've been trying to, I guess, acquire it so that I can repay the dwarves for the destruction of Iron Slag and the loss of many families. Exactly. Right. But <clears throat> none of that matters now because now there's real stakes. They took my chair. It's, can we just. Get I you? will seat this through. <laughs> Do you need a drink to cushion the blow? Okay. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> we will wing back your chair, Paulton. Don't worry. Thank you. Um, look, I think that it sounds like the best course of action is to get the stone and talk to the stone and get whatever information we needed out of it and then give it to the people who have Paulton's chair so we can get the chair back. Exactly. Or we could just fight the people with the chair and keep the stone too because they stole it. That's not our fault. Actually, I think you're right on this one, Evelyn. I don't know if we need the stone itself to find the dragon horde, but if all we need is the information out of it, we could get just the information and then pass the stone off to whoever. We already have a huge lead thanks to that. Everyone seems to want this stone, and I just don't... I feel like it's really cramping our um, schedule where we're supposed to be spending time working on our house and doing self-care, and people keep trying to mess with us with this whole stone situation. Self-chair. Oh, thank you. Excuse me, I misspoke. (laughs) Self-chair. But, so I think that we should, uh, you know, acquire and de-acquire the stone as fast as possible. I agree. And I think another thing we need to keep in mind is who was it that sent these these thugs to come in and to take Paulton's chair, of all things? And leave a leg. I know, it's very grotesque. I'm pretty sure that leg is a message. Like, it's a warning. We'll take your they're gonna leg. Send, they're going to start sending other legs in envelopes pretty soon. Now, Strix. Buttons. <laughs> Strix, you know that the last time you dealt with the Sea Maidens Fair was when you got waffles laid. <laughs> yes, I don't call it that. Yeah, you call it the owlbears and the bees. I get it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I say that waffles... <laughs> rubbed her bits on another owlbear. <laughs> and after they were done rubbing their bits, she looked really happy and we left. Mm-hmm. My, my bird is making microwave noises and will not stop. So I'm going, <laughs> oh my God, I thought that was a microwave. <laughs> no, he's he's making bite. He just won't stop. That's great. I love it. So, but yes. So I know where the ship is and I know, I remember going there. I like... I know Simon knows people there, which makes sense. So that's probably I, why he wasn't afraid to go. Yeah, and that's another thing. We can go after the stone to make the trade, but all the kids went after them. Oh, right, the kids. Yeah, right, we should go get the kids. We got to go get the kids. Yeah, we got to yeah. go get the kids. And the chair. Parenting. Yeah. Can chair. do we do you think Charenting. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> Do you think we have enough time to say rest a short amount? Paulton still looks like crap. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to, Paulton? 
I mean, his face yeah, is just Paul. this crimson mask of dried blood. He walked through the city looking like this, by the way. And Paul just looks up and this guy's like, geez, rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, Strix is right. We won't head out right away. We'll just be too exhausted. All right, everyone take a moment, clean yourselves up, and we'll get ready to go as soon as we can. Yeah, you can take a short rest and spend hit dice to get hit points yeah. back. Yeah, yeah that's we'll do, perfect. We'll do the short rest so that uh, <clears throat> that way you can get some natural healing. If you want to get uh, spells back. Just to, just just letting you know that uh, I can't do any more healing till we long rest. So just, just putting All that out right. there. But you just can still swing your axe. That's good. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's true. I can do healing if I hit stuff, though. True. With my fancy new weapon. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dad. I don't think I get to sing every time she brings up the weapon. She gets so excited <laughs> that it turns into like almost like a distraction force style song. <laughs> a new I don't think I get um, spells on a short rest. You can use your sorcery points to like recharge, though, right? Yeah, I can use I my sorcery. Po- I can use my sorcery points to get more spells later, so that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you take a short rest, you clean yourselves up a bit, and um, I don't know how many hit dice you're spending, but you can keep track of that, and roll hit points. Don't forget, for every hit die you use, you get that result plus your con bonus. Okay. <clears throat> and then how would you like to proceed to the docks if that's where you're planning to go? That's where you expect to find the Sea Maidens Fair. Uh, well, I guess it would be, I mean, if everyone else is all right with it, for the most part, uh, I guess Dieth would kind of lead everyone, uh, and using his, his, the city secrets background feature to kind of use the side streets and things, mm-hmm. since, since the kids themselves are also street urchins, yeah. they would likely be doing the same thing. Probably, yeah. So probably doing that to hopefully find clues that show that they yes. were going in the same pathway. And you, you know Squidly uh, being a, a having been born down by the docks uh, supposedly would know that area like the back of his little hand. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I, I would imagine on foot through the, the back alleys that they could possibly take would be the best course. Yeah, if you, if you travel uh, down into the dock ward and then take Red Cloak Lane to Watch Run Alley uh, to Nelruck's Walk, down Adder Lane, to Picklock Alley, and along Fish Street, just south of Fish Gut Court, you'll get to close enough to the Sea Maidens Fair that very few people will be able to see you. <laughs> and that's a big bird! <laughs> it's a spectral. He just wasn't very quiet. I just had to t- He was just being too loud. <clears throat> Fair. All right. And uh, you begin to make your way down on foot, I presume? Yeah. Okay. Except for Evelyn, who's probably fluttering a few feet yeah. above the above the, the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when you come within sight of the docks where the ships are, and you see the ships actually from a fair distance away because you're going downhill, um, heading toward the water. Um, the, as before, there are two of the vessels that are docked. They're essentially on each side of a single dock that runs between them. And then Evelyn, you know that the flagship of the Sea Maidens Fair is actually anchored out in the harbor um, because you were on that ship. That's the one Duralaxel took me to? Correct. What was that ship called again? The one out in the bay is called the Eye Catcher. The The Eye Catcher, The two that are parked or or moored are are the Hellraiser and the Heartbreaker. 
the eye catch air, if you will. Mm-hmm. And when you get down there, you can see that the docks are crowded with people as well as parked floats and uh, empty cages and other paraphernalia from the parade uh, that uh, basically is just hanging out there. And you can see some, some uh, carnies and other dark wor- dock workers moving around these objects lazily. They're not, they don't seem to be in a rush. They don't seem to be getting prepped for anything. They seem to be in a period of downtime. Okay. That, so we not to worry about them taking off anytime soon. Do you think that maybe we should sneak no. in instead of just walking in there asking for things? Yeah. All the boat sails are down. So. I mean. I mean, they, well, that's true. Because they did say the stone for the chair. Uh, and we don't have the stone. So this is more of a just take the chair situation. So probably, yeah. Maybe stealth. Uh, did we have a way of transporting the chair back? I mean, we have a way of transporting it with us back. If we all hold on to it, I can probably take it with us. You also, at least one of you probably has an animate objects spell. Oh, the chair you... will just walk itself. Yeah. It's missing a leg. It will I walk mean, slowly. You can also, I think we can put it in the bag of holding, can we? Uh, it's too big to fit in the mouth of the bag of holding. You'd have to smash it to pieces to get it. Oh, to fit. okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if if it's considered a uh, ally, maybe we can just take it with us when I summon us back. If you animate it, it becomes a construct, and then it becomes an ally. Yeah. So that is so ridiculous. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> it sure is. But we also have to take. Well, waffles can. I can cloud waffles and put waffles into. A jar so then waffles is part of me so that that should work just fine but we'll have to go in quietly if we're taking this back but the thing is it's very strange that these people told us they wanted the stone but then didn't tell us how to find them or where they were or anything like that i don't even know where to start i suppose we should try finding one of the kids oh that was gonna be my next question and which one of these ships did they go to we didn't see any clues as to that right chris mm. Um, how much do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, um, what's, like, the general range of, like, these ships? Like, how far apart is are all of them? <clears throat> so, the two ships that are docked are, each of these ships is, let's see, it's about, uh, 15, about, each ship is about 30 feet wide by about 90 feet long, and these two ships have a gap between them of about 30 feet. Oh, okay. The other ship is hundreds of yards out in the bay. I mean, first thing, can we just listen for Squidly's voice and see if he's shouting something anywhere? There's too much ambient noise at the docks. Uh, People, seagulls, just shuffling I mean, he has a very piercing little voice. I just thought he does, but even that, even then, you wouldn't hear it. You'd have to get much, much closer to the scene if they're anywhere near where all the dock workers and and carnival folks are milling around. Well, if you guys like, I can locate Ferdinand. Oh yeah, yeah, locate Ferdinand, and then I was thinking if we need to do some scouting, I could go in as a rat, considering rats are very common on ships. It wouldn't, Mm -hmm. no one would notice me. Yeah. I was also just going to locate Creature Simon. I'll do both. They might be in different places. It may not be a bad idea to do all of the above. 
Well, why don't you try first, and I'll try second. You try with Simon. Sure. Uh, is Do I feel Simon within a thousand feet of me? All right. Uh, casting it where you are, you can definitely encompass the docks and both ships that are moored. Mm-hmm. Um, you do not detect Simon's presence on either of the two ships or around all the, the crowd at the docks. Well, he's then... Not, he's not on those, so... How would the kids have gotten onto any ships that were not moored? But I guess I should go check the other ships, huh? Well, the Pal- Palton encompassed the two ships that are moored at the docks mm-hmm. um, in his spell, and he's pretty sure can, Simon's not there. Can I also say thank you for locating object on Ferdinand and not the chair? I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you um, want to use your locate object then? Well, I was thinking if Paulton couldn't find Simon, is there another area that I could try? Like, do I think they they could be out on the other boat, so I should, like, fly over there and see? The only area... So the Sea Maiden's Fair is gathered around these two boats that are tethered at the docks. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other place where you see any Sea Maiden's Fair activity is out on the one in the harbor, out of the range of Paulton's spell. So I'm... I'm going to fly over the two ships mm-hmm. and still, like, overlap those two just in case, but I'm also going to encompass the one that's moored out because I assume I can do that in 1,000 feet, right? Uh, the two ships and the third ship are not within 1,000 feet of each other. Oh. You'll have to cast the spell, encompass the two ships, and then move out with the spell to get the third. Oh, can I do that? Can I just, like... I'm about to find out. Let's see. I can read it, too. Yeah, you totally can. Oh, so I'll just... I'll <clears throat> do it within a 1,000 feet, and then I'll... I'll yeah. All over and scan. Because the spell's within a 1,000 feet of you, but you can move around, and so the right. field moves with you. Okay, so I'll start it where we're both <clears throat> at and scan the same area as Paulton. And you're scanning for Ferdinand? Mm-hmm. Okay. You detect Ferdinand immediately. <gasps> where? Fer- Ferdinand is aboard one of the ships that is docked here at the pier. Ferdinand is which one? Hellraiser, Heartbreaker? Uh, It is docked in the Heartbreaker. (gasps) All of us to the Heartbreaker! Wait, wait. Why? Because Ferdinand is in there? Which means the kids are in there? Not Simon. He's not. Why would Ferdinand be there? But if you didn't sense Simon, something's something. There's up. probably just some cloaking spell or something going on. Well, yeah. should I try to locate one of the kids? Yes. I think it'd be if Ferdinand is there. Alton, could you try to locate Jenks? Yeah. Because yeah, what I if they got separated? Sure, I'll try to locate Jenks. So you're gonna cast the spell again. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you do not detect Jenks in the field of the two ships or the docks. So Jenks is I'm not with Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Ferdinand's on there. I don't think the kids are. It takes a lot to separate Jenks from Ferdinand. Sure does. Can I... I still have my spell. Can I move now? Yes. Well, actually, I was looking for Ferdinand, so never mind. That wouldn't matter. Well, true. Yeah, you found him. 
But there's one ship out in the harbor. That that mm-hmm. neither Simon, neither Evelyn nor Paulton have got a read on yet. Okay. Well, we got to look at that one. Do you want to check it, Paulton? And I'll hand him my broom. Ooh. <sighs> you change the staff into a broom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I turn my staff into my broom and say, but don't, don't get close enough for them to see you. I know it's, it's very... <laughs> I, you know, it's really a dumb question. I know. I don't. <laughs> no worries. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he takes off into the sky. There's a huge backfire that draws oh. eyes up in that I general thought, direction. And then I Paulton fixing the staff would have fixed that. Paulton rockets up with a big black cloud trailing behind him into the sky. Hmm. Paulton, I don't remember it being this fast. He's so happy when he's flying. Woo! <laughs> I yell like, is it faster than before with the skulls added? It's just like, what? <laughs> just like flying by like, it's <laughs> fast. <laughs> Big black cloud streaming behind you. You can spell your name in the sky if you want. No, oh don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It just looks like an ad campaign for his musical tour. <laughs> Is it like is it like nice cursive or is it Well, I was just going to have you make a let's make a call it a dexterity check to spell okay. your name in the sky. Sure. Cuz it's actually probably what? a lot harder than it seems. Not, uh, writing your name in three dimensions. Maybe nothing like acrobatical or performing. I would say acrobatics would apply. Ooh, okay. okay. This was a stealth mission again. Uh well that's a 24. Oh. P. A. <laughs> U. It's always good to remember the U. L. T. I. N. And the dot on the top of the I. Yep. And the dot is a little lightning bolt. As, as this is all happening, Diaz is just standing there next to Strix and Evil and just like, time is of the essence. <laughs> You're just like, this is so fun! Meanwhile, out, we out in the harbor, the crew of the eye catcher looks out into the sky and says, I think they're on their way. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Having a good time. And then anyway. you rock it out over the water. Yep. Everybody on the dock is now looking up at this. Damn it. Why did I do that? Fellow on this broom. I'm just giving a. Buy tickets now for Paulton Seppa's next show on the Drunken Dying Tour or the Ashes to Ashes Tour is what we're on How close are you swooping down to the eye catcher? Because it is this big ship out anchored out in the middle of the harbor. When you get close to it, you see it's colorful. It's bedecked with all sorts of beautiful uh, unlit lanterns. There are crew members on the deck, some of them looking up at you with spy glasses, some of them just holding their hand up to block the sun. Am I... uh... Can I get close enough to where I can locate one more time? Yeah. You, okay. you cast still a spell. have your locate, right? You wouldn't have broken the concentration? Mm, yeah, you, you could still have it, I guess. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. The spelling I, out I his name doesn't take that long. I'm being at this point. I'm uh, just yeah, clearly. Like, Don't mind me. All right. Uh, when you rocket past, you do detect Simon aboard the ship. Um, cool. Kind of. Uh, as you get your bearings, something doesn't make sense to you. He must either be very deep down in the ship or underneath it. 
Can I try and dive into the water with the broom? No, my broom! When you hit the water, just make a, let's call it a strength saving throw. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So, does a four do it? <laughs> okay. Uh, so you come down, you sort of do this little loop-de-loop and just go poof, right into the water. And <laughs> we, just, we all just see this from the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this little poof, and then gone. Um, when you hit the water, you are so shocked at the force um, with which you hit the water that the broom sort of jets out of your grasp and you find yourself <sighs> just floating on the water. Well, at least that... <laughs> just, like, just like treading, like yeah. looking around like... <laughs> oh, do I see the broom anywhere? Nope. I need that. Oh. <laughs> I like look under the water and see if I see the broom. It floats. It's wood. Make a perception check. Okie dokie. This is why you don't loan your friends your car. What? <laughs> okay. He was just supposed to check. No. The rest of you just saw what appeared like Paulton crashing into the bay. Damn it. Okay, I'm gonna so... Kind of behind the ship. I, uh, I just loudly just curse. By this time, his name is starting to dissolve in the sky above you. Fifteen. Uh, you look around in the water. You don't see anything. Oh, fifteen. As you're gazing down into the water, you can see the lights of some sort of submersible vessel that's attached to the underside of this ship. Evelyn Ooh. did tell Dieth all about this in front of Paulton. I don't know if he remembers, but... Paulton, this is the first time you've heard about this ship. Okay. Cool. Um, so Whether that's actually true or not. <laughs> Before okay. any of this, Strix is going to polymorph herself into a seal. Ooh, okay, nice. <laughs> and I just... Uh, <laughs> Strix is just, now a seal. <laughs> What what is uh, Diath and Evelyn doing in reaction to Paulton crash landing into the bay? Uh, Evelyn, maybe you should go help him. Strix, can't you polymorph Diath into something I can carry and I can carry him out with him? I'm already a seal. <laughs> okay. Also, Diath has indicated he doesn't like being polymorphed, so Strix is <laughs> No, you guys just yeah. go. I'll, <laughs> I'll wait here. Okay. It is at this time, uh, Paulton, that you see that when you surface to get a gulp of air, the broom is kind of floating on the water about seven feet away from you. Okay. And then uh, a life preserver (laughs) lands in the water next to you with a rope attached to it, and you see some crewmen on the ship asking if you'd like to be uh, rescued. Yeah. Let me grab my broom. Real quick. Please do. Like, grab the... No, don't do it! Don't. And, like, the seal's like... Brum! Doggy crawling my way over to the broom. You're far too far Leg. away, Holly, to be heard in your seal Leg. form. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you grab the broom and you grab the life preserver. And they start to reel you up. Great. Meanwhile, Evelyn, you're flying out. DF, I'm sorry, what are you doing? Chilling at the dock. With the seal. Being the only character that still can't fly. Hey. Yeah. Do you find a boat at least? Like a dinghy? <laughs> a ding dong dinghy? Ding dong dinghy. Oh dear. Uh, all right, Evelyn, you flutter out 
attracting some attention with your gleaming armor and your scintillating axe and your winged boots, etc., and so forth. Uh, but you head out toward the ship. Um, and your eyes are good enough to see, even without a perception check, Paulton being hauled out of the water by a rope by the crew of the eye catcher and brought up onto the deck of the ship. Well, that's so nice of them. Uh, Paulton. Yes. Um, one of the crew members tries to take the broom from you. I knew. I fucking knew it's it. Like, God oh, 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 oh. That... That's that's why that's why we're here. Make that's a make a strength check. Wow. Okay. Oh come on. Um, fourteen. Okay. Uh, has no problem. Uh, you can see the one who took the broom from you is this really uh, powerfully built, like circus strongman. Oh my god. With a handlebar I'm, mustache. I'm, How close is Evelyn though? And he uh, just well, takes I'm it. gonna I'm gonna tell him be like. That broom is why I'm here. I'm actually a broom merchant, and I'm here to talk to your captain. Uh, as you are turning to him to try to explain this to him, a tap on your shoulder takes your attention in another direction, and you look over, and you see what appears to be a mechanical man dressed like a swashbuckler with a hat with a feather, but he's about as tall as you are, very slender, and you can hear whirring gears inside of his mechanical body. Um, but he's basically dressed like a... A swordsman, like a dashing swordsman. Ah, I, I, I see the robot overthrow has already begun. And he takes off his hat and bows before you uh, and gestures you toward what appears to be the aft cabin. I give him like a... And you can see the strong man holds the broom and then tries to break it. <clears throat> but it Ooh, you don't want to do that. It doesn't, it doesn't do want that, to bend. Sir. It doesn't even bend. Oh, thank like, God. Rrr, rrr. You really don't want to break it. <laughs> like, be careful. That's worth more than what you make in a year. Just so you know, when you break it, it explodes. It's, I was actually going to say that as a, as a deception, but... Uh, oh, no, it's true. <laughs> okay, well... Yeah, don't do that. Please, God. Please don't do that. <laughs> Evelyn, you're flying overhead, and you see Paulton on the deck, um, and you see all this transpire. If I see the strong man take the broom, she's going to do a, a cute little starling dive and try to just, like, swoop the broom out of his hands. Sort of by surprise. Yeah. That's not yours. Yoink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and make a strength check. He's kind of holding it out as if to try to break it. Now he's kind of using the back of his neck to try to snap it, but no, it won't. Strix okay. is going to have to have a long, long conversation to, with everyone about staff safety. <laughs> Do I, do I see beforehand that she's, like, kind of coming in yeah. to swoop to take it? And could the strongman like, doesn't see her coming at all. Could I, like, bardic inspo and, like, whistle a little tune? Mm-hmm. You sure cool. could. I do that, so add a d10. Oh, nice. I can use that. Oh, my rolls are real bad today. I only rolled a one on that d10. Great. So that gives, that gives me 14. Okay. Do uh, I have advantage because he's holding it all weird? No. Uh, okay, but even checking. with your 14, he rolled bad enough that you're able to snatch the broom from his grasp. You shouldn't Yay. take things that aren't yours. Thank you. And continue on your flight. Mm-hmm. The seal's like... <laughs> okay, so to this... Uh, where, where was I going again? Uh, the the <gasps> dashing uh, clockwork swordsman was trying to direct you to the aft cabin. 
which you're Obvious. on the you're sort of on the aft castle, so or sorry, you're on the forecastle, so it's kind of at the uh, the uh, other end of the ship. Can Evelyn go drop off the broom with the seal, like offer it to that the seal? That will take some time. Yeah, huh? that will take a few minutes. Okay. Okay. So you see Paulden, Evelyn leaves with the broom. Cool. <laughs> well, fucking, I, bye, I guess. I, I didn't think she was that far away. Yeah, you're, you're hundreds of yards away from the shore. The All right, I'll just hang on to it then the and hang out. Like just flying in the air, hang out? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, the crew watches you as you just suspend in the air there, but they don't, they don't do anything uh, threatening to you, Evelyn. But you do see the swordsman and some of the crew members leading Paulton down the forecastle of the ship across the main deck and into the back of the ship, which you know from experience, having been on the ship before, is uh, Jarlaxle's dining room slash parlor, where he um, courted you briefly before um, seeing you to his bedchamber. And Paulton's going there willingly? Yeah, Pierce. He doesn't seem to be under any duress. He's under escort, but they're not grabbing him or anything. And uh, while that's going on, Diath and Strix, from your vantage point, it's very hard to see what's going on aboard the ship. You see Evelyn just hovering in the air with the broom, but she's a, tiny, just... she's a tiny little speck. I'm just like flailing as a seal, like please. There's I no you were way. On your way to the there's boat. no I way am. she can. Yeah, you're you're sort of flopping along with your 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 seal flippers on the on the docks. Um, I guess DF with you. Oh, okay. So I'm just on the dock. Okay, I just like look at DF and I'm just like, just shrug, and I turn back into myself. You know that once you get in the water, you'll be much faster and can probably get there and make good time. That's true. I just like, but Diaz needs a way to get over. Well, so. if they're in trouble and they need help, they need as fast as possible. If you can go and get there as fast as you can, I'll uh, catch up. Can I, are you sure? Like, I could have polymorphed you. You sure you don't want polymorphed? Just, oh, I'm making need, seal eyes. We might need your spells. Do you want to come with me? Seal eyes? Leg. <laughs> <laughs> Some people walk past you as you're talking and see Diaz having a conversation with the seal. Mm-hmm. And the seal's talking. And they, just, they, they look at the, the bottles of mead that they're holding, and one of them just sort of <laughs> throws it in the water. <laughs> I'm going to turn Diaz into a seal as well. All right. Not too long. Time to go. Leg. Are you resisting at all? Uh, yeah. Make a saving what? throw. Ha! What, what kind of saving throw is that? Why are we so dysfunctional? Uh, what's the saving throw, Holly? What's your DC? 16. And it is a wisdom save, right? That, that's, yep. that's fine. I, I got a 15. I'm sorry, it's 17, so. Oh. Oh, well, well then. Okay, so an I'm... unwilling seal thou art. <gasps> Merp. <laughs> Well, there's now a very upset seal on the dock. <laughs> All right. So I'll jump in the water. <laughs> I'll, jump, I'll jump in the water and expect Dia to follow okay. now that he's upset and mad. 
Deus slap his way forward. Yeah. <laughs> plop, 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 plop. If anyone Smoosh. doesn't know why we're making these noises and thinking they're so delightful, <laughs> Google subtitled seal video. <laughs> totally worth it. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, you'll be you'll be delighted. Okay. So the two of you are in the water and racing toward the eye catcher. Evelyn is uh, perched in the air above the eye catcher. Paulton disappears inside. Paulton? As soon as Paulton's going inside, Evelyn will land and be like, "What's up?" All right. Um, are you trying to get to Paulton? You're just landing on the deck. Yeah, I'm trying to be back up for Paulton. So as soon as I see him about to go on All below right. deck, he'll land. Uh, the crew does not get in your way as you make your way toward Paulton. But Paulton, you have a minute. You have a couple seconds, basically. When you enter this chamber, to uh, see that. Jarlaxel is seated comfortably behind a dining table. He is eating a, a slice of peach, and you can see that the table is arrayed with all sorts of delicious foodstuffs. <gasps> so do I see him too, because I'm and with Paulton now? the back windows, uh, all the drapes are drawn so that you can see a beautiful view of the city. So there's Jarlaxel, and so like the door's open. So is, yeah, door's is, open. Uh, is Evelyn in hearing distance of me? Uh, you hear her land on the deck, Kathump, and you can see her coming in behind you. Uh, the only other person with you in the room who enters the room is the clockwork swordsman. And when the clockwork swordsman enters, he kind of it stands in a corner, bows before Jarlaxel, and just silently introduces you. I turn around, I see Evelyn land. I'm just like, no, I will not make out with you. <laughs> Uh, and Jarlaxa says, oh, please, that's all over with. We are done playing nice with one another. I want this stone, and then I will return to you what is yours. No more negotiation. Do you have this stone? What are you... What? Why? Why is everyone... Got such a hard on for this stone. Because like, it is worth 500,000 gold pieces. Have you thought about what that'll do to the economy? This is all money that was stolen from the economy. We well, are just damn. putting the money back where it belongs. At least you- that is my intention. I do not need the money. Do I look like I need half a million gold pieces? No. My interests are purely charitable. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sorry that you cannot see that. Do I I believe that? Evelyn, you walk in. (gasps) He stands up. (gasps) John Laxle! I'm so glad you're here. We're so... We just... I can't walk over. He'll walk over and take your hand. And he says, The sun pales compared to you, my love. He stole the chair and the kids. He wouldn't do... I'm sure there's some... They're on the boat. It is true that I took your chair, and I will give it back once I get the stone. The kids, they came of their own accord, and I'm my guests. you can't just take people's chairs. You'd be surprised what I can do, my love. What? What'd you say? You'd be surprised if I what I can do. Well, I don't think that was the right thing to do, and I don't think Lysander would be... I am not interested in the right thing to do. Why not? 
This whole time, Paulton's just like watching Evelyn, just like listening. I am interested in doing what is best for all concerned. Me, the city. Why is taking the chair the best thing? Because it gets me what I want. What I should have had at the auction until you deprived me of that. I deprived you? Well, your friends. I don't see it that way. But the thing is, Jarlaxle, we don't have the stone, so you're kind of barking up the wrong tree either way. Well, then you'll need to guide it. I just am so confused because I thought that you were really, you know, looking to walk down the path of Lathander. Oh my god, he's lying. Why would you believe him? Huh? Why would you believe him? About what? About, about, he's, he, this guy clearly will say or do whatever, what it takes to get what he wants. I love Lathander. See? But do you think Lathander would want this stone to remain in the hands of those evil devil worshipping Casalantils? No. No. <laughs> they must be rested of that stone before they can use the money for their own corrupt purposes. That's probably true. Evelyn's like having a really, she's looking between Paulton and Jarlaxle. And like, you trust the Zentrum to recover the gold and deliver it to the dwarves as they have committed to doing? No, they won't do that. They're well, an evil shadow organization bent on world domination. Why don't you go get it from the Castellanters? Why'd you have to steal part of the Because Paulton's I don't have to, because I have you, my dear, and your friends are more than capable of dealing with the Castellanters. I understand that you are on great terms with them. Perhaps they will part with the stone willingly. Oh, so you love Lathander and you just, you, you believe in Evelyn and all of us when you need something. I believe in all of you. Oh, okay. Evelyn so especially. So basically we are Evelyn so more than you, in fact. don't want to do something. Is that it? Evelyn kind of like... If you had been nicer to me, we wouldn't be in this position at all. You see that Evelyn kind of is like looking down and she gets really quiet and she's like, uh, I should have known. And she looks up at Jarlaxel and she's like, I, I guess it was silly of me to think that you actually wanted to spend any time getting to know me or, or talking about, even just talking about Lathander. I get it. It's, it's you want me to do something for you because that's, I mean, let's be honest. That's what everybody wants, right? And, that is and true. I should have known better. Yes, you should have. Yeah. Well, where where is the chair? And where's uh, my son? The chair is in a safe place, and you don't have a son. Excuse me? Except, of course, Lathander, the one true son. You're going to want to try that one again. My son, Simon, where is he? As I said, he is not your son. Just some wretched little brat that you turned from a puppet. Evelyn can't help herself, and she just, like, smacks him with the flat of her battle axe. Oh, across the head. He lets you. Oh! The stone. You're muted. Evelyn turns away and goes marching into the belly of the ship. You won't find it down there, but look as you will. And uh, he, he's now alone with you, Paulton. And he says, you and me? 
we are not finished. Is there like a chair in here? There just are like, many chairs in here. He just keeps eye contact and like pulls one up and just sits. I got time. Your time is running out, my friend. So we're not finished, but we're out of time. Sending mixed signals here, and I feel like that's kind of the theme you got going on. Where are your other two friends? At this point, uh, the seals start to are, uh, make their way over to the ship. Where are your two friends in the distance? You just are... <laughs> All right. Uh, I would like Diath and Strix to make perception checks, please. Great. So... Uh, I have a question about my perception. Yeah. How does it change, especially with my expertise as a seal? Uh, you still have your uh, your perception skills. Okay. I'll, I'll just keep so, them the same. Uh, just, normally, just, you'd adopt the seal skills, but for I'm going to assume you just have your own. <laughs> You're a very perceptive seal. I got a 13. Okay. 24. All right. Uh, you can see that as you've been swimming across Diath, that there is a shark on an intercept course with you. Um, and and Strix. I look over to Strix. I go, <laughs> 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 okay. I, Strix, do I you notice know. this as panic? Uh, you see panic in death, but you don't understand why. Um, <laughs> okay. There's got to be a universal seal sound for shark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he looks panicked, I will. I will turn us back into people. Oh, great. Um, so you because end, I want to know what's happening. You end the spell, and so you're both now swimming in the water. And I'm just like, what? What? And your, your, <laughs> leg. <laughs> your leg? Did your leg hurt? And that's uh, Strix when you see uh, this shark's fin circling uh, around you. Oh no! Oh and, no! And as the shark closes in there is a shimmer of metallic scales, and then this big dragon mouth comes up, eats the shark, and Ah! disappears down into the water. Do these scales look familiar at all? You've caught caught glimpses of them in the past, and then you see this big dragon tail come out and then go back down under the water. I stick my head in the water and I go, Thank you! How far are we are we from the ship at this point? Not far, about forty feet. The ship is looming large before you. All right. Do you think the dragon likes us? No, I think he's hungry. We need to go. But they're nice. It's a shiny dragon, which means it's a nice dragon. We don't know anything about now, that. Now you remember DF evil in telling you about the submarine under this ship. Oh, I do remember that. Uh. We need to find a way into there. I have an idea. As Diaz, like, turns to go to the swipe, he goes, wait, hold on. And then he'll, like, seal down underwater <laughs> for just a moment. Strix, he uh, dives below the, into the dark water. <clears throat> yeah, and just try to look around and see if there's anything there. When you peer in the water, you can see, in fact, lights coming out from the inside of a manta ray-shaped submersible attached to the underside of this big ship, just as Evelyn described it. Oh. I have an idea. What? As clouds, we don't need to breathe underwater, and we can get through tiny crevices. So why don't we go underwater? Stop. 
Why don't we go underwater as clouds and then we can get in through a, through like a vent or a, you know, some sort of like fan or I don't know what it's a thing. It's a machine. We, there's gotta be holes. Um, and then we uncloud and steal it. <laughs> uh, did we hear? Take it. Take we, it. Did we hear that Simon was like potentially underneath the ship or within the bowels of it? Uh, no. Don't remember. Okay. Paul did not like report that. But I feel like you probably uh, like surmise since we got on the ship that we found something there. Yeah. On the ship. Yeah, you got on the ship. It didn't go underwater. Right. Although Paulton crashed into the water, but he got fished out. So, <laughs> if I if Paulton went in the water like that, it actually looked like he crashed. Oh, so. okay. And I was. Uh, I don't know. It was pretty far. I feel like it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> he looked really cool. I'm sure. I just think if we cool. if we go down under there, we'll be at least a little bit more stealthy than Paulton writing his name in the sky. I'm like swimming. <laughs> I also don't have my staff, which is very unfortunate right now. So I would like to at least have some sort of advantage and maybe stealing whatever that is will help us at least have a bargaining chip. Bargaining chip? Yes, Drix. You're right. Ah! All right. If you you can cloud us and we can very awkwardly slowly cloud our way down into there, let's do that. Well, let's do it then. So I will cloud you first. Poof. And then I will cloud myself. This is funny. I have to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a weird situation. I mean, can, can a gas cloud go through liquid? Um, They're basically carbonating water. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, it says you can pass through small holes, narrow openings, even small cracks. It treat though it treats liquids as though they were solid surfaces. Spell actually says, no, you would know this, Strix. Oh. <laughs> well, we could still... You, you would just sort of bubble up to the surface. <clears throat> Damn it! No, I was gonna... okay. oh, Strix, do you still know Dimension Door? Uh, do I? I do not. Damn it. I know um, Pass Wall, though, so we can make a door in anything. <laughs> I got my staff! I saw Chris smiling before I even realized it. Don't mean. <laughs> ah! I think throw a fit in the water. I'm throwing a fit currently um, in the water. Currently, Evelyn has your staff. Yes. Strix, how does Misty Step work? Do you go through objects and you just have to see where it, we can We have to see it. So right. We have to see. Yeah, you there have are to windows. In there the are sun. windows. Mm-hmm. So yes, we could Misty Step. You can Misty Step. We yes, can I both can. Misty Step. Yes. Yep. Yes, that's that's that something we can do. All right, you just have to see where you're misty stepping to. It could get pretty deep into there, though. Are you gonna be able to swim the w- your way down? I mean, the, ship, I think the so. submarine's about thirty feet down. Okay, as long a as less than that. We'll we'll stay together. Just hold on to my robe or something. Uh, I will just stay close. We'll swim together. Evelyn said there's some sort of windows or something. We can find those, and then we can misty mis- step our way inside the ship. And if this thing is connected to it, they must have like a loading dock or something from like the actual ship itself. We can actually start from the bottom and make our way up. That makes sense. Maybe, maybe if we miss these step together, I can hold your hand and we can go together. Mm. Uh, yes. All right. I'm smart today. All right. Dieth will like take Strix's hand and yep. say, all right, count of three. We're, we're swimming under. Ready? All right. <gasps> three. 
two, one. <laughs> All right, we're swimming. And you start to swim down. I would like yep. both of you to make constitution checks. All right. So make sure you I took enough breath about, to get down there. I know I asked if you could swim down there. The secret is Diaz doesn't know if he can. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh. Because it, it takes a... Takes a, a bit of time for unpracticed swimmers to. Why is my oh? I... Does Constitution saving throw? No, just a check. Oh, damn. well, for all intents and purposes, same thing. Yeah. Eh. Woohoo! Nineteen. Okay, no problem. Evelyn will be right with you. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Hold on. Damn it! Wait. Constitution. Eleven. Okay, I used my divine dice. Uh, okay. <laughs> Holding each other's hands, you have 18. no problem. You get a big gulp of breath, you go down there, and you're able to make your way down to the submarine's level. You can see that the submarine has small portals along its flanks, and then big windows at the front, one on either side, that kind of look like eyes. Big round windows to obviously somewhere important at the front of the ship. So you can either go to a small portal and try to get in through there, or you can swim up to the, one of the big windows and appear there instead. Your choice. Um, probably a porthole. That'd be... It's probably the least obvious or most innocuous way of getting up to the ship. <clears throat> yeah. And that would put you on one of the wings of the, of the ray. Evelyn, as you make your way outside of the dining room, back onto the deck. Crew members observe you, but they don't get in your way. Some of them actually get out of your way as you move with purpose, what I assume is down into the bowels of the ship. Yes. Okay. Uh, with purpose and mm-hmm. very miffed. Okay. Uh, when you go below decks uh, and you get into the hold of uh, the eye catcher. Uh, you can see that this hold is full of, well, not completely. There's, there's ample room to move around, but you can see that there are a bunch of float decorations uh, kind of placed about, and uh, including some broken clockwork contraptions. Uh, there is some wagon covers um, lying around, some oversized puppets that look like they're meant to be mounted to the tops of floats. There is a deflated balloon that looks like some sort of creature, although it's hard to make out what it is in its deflated state. And you can see an undecorated float topped with an unpainted mechanical gold dragon made of canvas stretched over a wooden frame. You can also see what appear to be, uh, in the various corners of the room, uh, some uh, stuffed... Uh, painted, colorful spiders, almost like giant pinatas, uh, just sort of lying about. But as you make your way down through the hold, uh, in an attempt to cross the hold to reach even lower levels, you see that those giant spiders begin to move. I am in no mood. They come creeping out toward you, and they're all painted very brightly, but they are actually living giant spiders. She, she tries to intimidate them by saying, I am in no mood with mom face. Uh, go ahead and make an intimidate intimidation oh, roll. No. Watch out for those spiders. It's a nat one. Oh, no. Okay. Um, roll initiative. Oh. 13. Okay. 
They are clearly attempting to attack you, uh, but you get the jump on them. What do you do? They're, they're obviously hostile. They're not taking your attempts at intimidation seriously at all. They're um, coming four. at me in what kind of formation? They, you're in the middle of the hold, and they're coming at you from the corners. So you're basically instantly surrounded by them. So they're kind of in like a semicircle kind of situation? There's, there's two in front of you and two behind you at angles. Okay. Um, and you'd have to get through at least two of them to get to the next level down. I am... I'm look, sorry, I'm looking up the range area of ensnaring strike. Jarlaxel says to Paulton, Oh dear, I think I forgot to mention to her that my hold is full of giant spiders. Do you think she'll be all right? Sure, she'll be fine. All right, so Evelyn. He'll, uh, again, then he'll just he'll sit back in another chair across from you and hand you a pair. I'm sure you're right. Takes it just like. What kind of deranged sociopath just eats pears? <laughs> he says, "It's very rare pears. I got them from a merchant in Amman." Oh, you assume I know what that is. <laughs> Evelyn, go ahead. <laughs> Got him? Um, in keeping with her I'm in no mood situation, yes. Evelyn is just going to try to continue marching forward, and whatever one gets in her way first is just going to get the battle axe. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make your attack roll, because you're going to have to fight through them. First attack is a 28. That definitely hits. And I'm using this new... Fancy schmancy. Do, do, do. I have to read it every time because I still don't have it in mind. Sorry. Okay. It And she's using it two-handed. So that's D10 plus four damage. So 13 plus the improved divine, divine smite. Which is 19. And these are not fiends or undead. Correct. So 19. And also, um, since I'm dealing divine damage, I'm going to go ahead and let it heal me, my 1d10. Is that okay? Sure. Cool. She just, just for good riddance, like, I'll take that. Mm hmm. She heals 9. Okay. Uh, the spiders will then attack you. Uh, one of them. Uh, oh, I, I, I get a second attack, though. Oh, I'm sorry, right. Go ahead. Same spider? Yeah. Okay. That one's a 28. Hit. Wait, no, 25. Hit. And that one does... Uh-oh. Five plus... Six, so 11 damage. Okay, that kills that spider. There are three left. One of them uh, spurts a web at you out of its derriere... Uh, it has to make an attack roll. It rolled a 22 to hit your armor class. That does hit. Okay, you are restrained by webbing, basically fastened to the floor. Um, mm. And you believe it is like an that. action to try to break out of this on your next turn if you so wish. The other two then come over to you and attempt to bite you. 
they have advantage because you're restrained. Um, one of them hits you. Actually, they both do. And uh, you will take a 11 points of damage from one and 10 points of damage from the other, so 21 total. But I also now need you to make two constitution saving throws. The first con, you said saving? Yeah. First is 20. Okay. And second is 27. You succeed on both, so you take half of the poison damage uh, as it courses through you for another eight total. Cool. You took a total of 29 from that experience, and you are affixed to the floor. And it doesn't even have a resistance to poison? You tell me. I will look. Okay. Um, the, the tag team of Strix and Diath holding hands, you come to a portal. <coughs> uh, since you're probably just approaching one randomly, I'll just determine randomly which portal yeah. you come at. It, she doesn't. That was from her construct oh, okay. form. She just is uh, can't have. She has protection from disease now. Right. All right. Uh, you look through, peer through the window. You can see a cabin, a metal walled, metal floor, a grilled floored cabin, which has a net hammock hanging along one wall, a foot locker. There seems to be some sort of small shrine in a corner that has a tiny spider statuette in it and a closet that has a weird contraption that I'm just going to tell you looks like a diving suit. All right. Head. Oh, okay. Piece. And all this looks weird to me. And then uh, it's, it's just sort of hanging in a closet cavity. And you can also see in this room, uh, bound and gagged are Nat and Squidly. They're tied with rope. Okay. All right, so as soon as we get to there, Diaz will uh, unsheath Moon Splinter underwater. I guess just hold on to the handle uh, from the belt sheath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then look over at Strix to make sure she's ready to get in there. And she's like... All right, uh, yeah, and then Diaz will take the moment to concentrate and Misty Step. I guess completely drenched. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll try and do it at the same time. So, right. like, it looks super cool. So, like, Diaz, Diaz arrives, but his hair is just, like... <laughs> <laughs> Strix is very clean. Yeah, you appear in misty step form uh, in the middle of this room, uh, surprising the kids. You can see Nat is not gagged, but Squidly is. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Jenks isn't there? No, no Jenks, no Simon. Okay. Um, All right. You just hear muffled. (laughs) Strix is. Strix uh, is still holding Dia's hand, but as soon as she sees Squidly looking at them, she's just like, <gasps> <laughs> um, So before the ungag, uh-huh. <laughs> ungag Squidly, uh, Dia's is actually going to look over at Nat, uh, and you Steve's can't uh, whispering and a little bit of uh, janky sign that Dia's can do to kind of like ask her, you know, uh, what happened, how many are there, etc. Nat, you are able to tell him uh, that, uh, in, in short, when, Waffle, when you and the rest of the crew got here to the docks with Waffles, Waffles kind of lost it a little bit and went charging toward one of the ships up the gangplank mm. and started to make a scene, um, at which point the kids 
basically their plan fell apart, and they don't know why. Uh, Jenks dropped Ferdinand in the water by mistake, and then uh, several crew members managed to grab hold of them and uh, uh, use what appear to be hand crossbows to tranquilize uh, Waffles uh, before she hurt anybody. And uh, then the kids were taken by dinghy over to this ship where they were interrogated by a rather underclad man with a floppy hat and a beard uh, before okay. they were taken down below into this strange vessel by, by Drow. I want to know how Nat signs the word underclad. <laughs> and I think she absolutely uses exactly that word because she wants to be proper in front of Dia. Yes. Uh, because the kids seemed to draw a lot of strength from each other, they were separated into two separate cabins with Simon and Jenks put in one and Squidly and Nat put in the other, although they're all down here. Perfect. Well uh, I'm also going to... Can I do, okay, do a quick don't know where religion? the chair is. Uh, sorry? Oh, I just want to do a quick religion check on that, that spider statue. Or is it very obvious that it's like a lolf? It's a lolf statue. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to immediately just pick it up and just... Break it. You can just smash it on the floor. It breaks into. I don't want to make that pieces. much noise. Oh, I see. So you're methodically just sort of breaking off its legs. Yeah. I just break off its little spider legs one by one, and then I snap just put off it back. its head and put it back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't like you. You're mean. You're mean. <laughs> you're, you're very mean. And I don't like you. And uh, right. anyway, uh, so we need to stay quiet. Yeah. But so Deathbolt is like unbind, unbinding them at this point. Uh, Nat first. And then well, the first, yeah. Strix Nat is can like... Te- Nat can tell you that there are drow. They saw drow, brought them down, but they don't know what happened after they were locked in the room or whether the drow are still here or not. They also saw what looked like a very short, little, tiny person, like a gnome or a halfling. All right. Okay. Um, Strix is also going to look at Squidly before we un- take Squidly's gag off, and it's like, Squidly, your mom is telling you to be quiet. Please be quiet. If we take this gag off of you, you need to not be loud. Do you promise me? You can call me mom all you want. All right. And if you talk, you won't get any more pies. Okay, so I slowly take the gag off, and I'm like... Squirrel, just kind of... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that for the rest of the adventure. Got it? Great. All right. <laughs> By the way, uh, Nat, Squidly, you have your weapons because uh, nobody aboard the Eyecatcher considered them threatening. Great. Good thing right. they didn't find my dagger, Nat. They didn't, they didn't even search you. <laughs> All right. Final question for you two. They brought you onto the ship. Is there another way out of, the, uh, out of this thing? They, go to the you, can, ship? you can tell them that they, you were brought down through a hatch in the ceiling. Um, and you know that if you were to leave this room out through this metal door... Uh, and go to the right, you would eventually get back to the hatch. All right. We, we need to steal it, though. We're going to steal this ship. If you go to the left when you step out the door, you'll be in what you believe to be some sort of command center. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> and Diath and Strix, you know, this, this submarine, it's not tiny. There are multiple rooms inside it, but when you step out through that door... It's going to be, you think, just probably harder not to be seen by those on board the ship. There's not so much space in here that people won't hear you clomping around or even feel the movement on the deck. Yeah, and if there's a lot of people on here, we may not be able to 
easily, quietly, successfully just take this? Well, if we, I have an idea. If we cloud ourselves <laughs> again <laughs> and get into the command center and then lock the doors and then just drive it away. We just got to drive it away. When I, when there's a second, can I talk to Jarl Axel? You can do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Strix is like, drive it away. While Strix and Diath are plotting. So I just, so if we've, we've just kind of been sitting in silence for like a couple minutes, just like staring down as I'm holding this pair. They just uh, kind of, he will, yeah. When you put it down, he says, would you prefer a different fruit? No, I'm I'm good. So, you want this stone? I do very much, yes. I want this stone. And stone for the chair is the deal. Yes. Did I, did I slow before? Did I stutter, perhaps? Well, your what, accent's really weird, what, so... What is causing you problems here? It's a very simple transaction. So then we're clear to just take the kids and leave and go back to retrieving the stone for you, correct? I never expected to hold the kids, but since they came here willingly, I feel a necessity to protect them while you run off and antagonize the castle antels. Who knows what they'll do to the kids next? They're clearly not fit to be in your possession. Well, we do have a babysitter for that exact situation. Do you, so though? They, we, what? I'm, do we? I'm not aware of you entrusting these kids to anyone trustworthy. Believe me, they'll be safer here. In my care. How about you just let the kids go with us? You seem, you seem to not get something very important here. This is not a negotiation. I have what I want now. I want this stone. You give it to me, and then I will release the children into your unworthy care and also give you back your ridiculous chair. Okay. Which uh, I know Chris. that you treasure above all others, including Evelyn. Believe me, I saw it in your eye the first time you threw me out of it. So, Chris, above game, uh, how big would you say this ship is? It's about 30 feet wide and about 90 to 120 feet long. Okay. Would that be qu- classified as huge? No. It would be classified as gargantuan and not a single object. Of course it is. Well, all right, hold on. I have a different cutscene. <laughs> so you just kind of... Jarl Axel says, that won't work. I, did, I didn't try anything. Not sure what you were going to say. What you thought I was going to do. Didn't try anything. I knew exactly what you were going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of stands up and goes, all right, we'll get your stupid stone. I'm going to go retrieve my friendos. Thank you. So easy. Carry on. And he kind of picks up the peach and then just pockets it. (laughs) And Uh, walks out. As you walk out, the clockwork swordsman just sort of bows before you. Please just let us live. I know the AI takeover is inevitable, but I'm pretty sure that if you just watch, we will... He just sort of looks past you over to Jarl Axel and back to you. 
The humans will ruin the earth before you even need to do anything. We'll do it ourselves. Good day. That was a gift from a Lantanese wizard acquaintance of mine. Who, and then you realize he's, you've left. Mm-hmm. Just walking out in mid sentence. last thing you hear Jalaxel say to the clockwork man is, I really hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, what a dick. <laughs> so I'm going to make Evelyn. my way down. I get it, that. I bet you are. Evelyn, uh, after being bitten by two spiders, these nasty, nasty fangs sinking into your flesh, uh, what do you do on your next turn? You are pinned between them. I am going... Evelyn's like... she. She's just annoyed by these. She's not afraid... She's barely so down. She's just like, ugh, really? You know? Um, can she misty step out of that web? If she has misty step, she can certainly misty step out of the web. She just sighs and rolls her eyes and misty steps. <sighs> the web just sort of collapses where she used to be. And you can go past the spiders to the stairs to the next level if you want. That's what she wants to do. And you can continue on down. All right. Um, the spiders do not pursue you to the next lower level probably because they've been trained to stay the hell out of there. When you come down uh, to that level of the ship, uh, things kind of look a little bit familiar to you. Uh, Maybe you were a little tipsy the last time you came down here after Jarlaxle fed you that wonderful wine, but you're pretty sure his cabin is on this level. You're on the bottom level of the ship at this point. But you can't remember if it's the door on the left or the door on the right. There's also, you can go deeper into the, the lower hold here if you want to. She'll try the right door. Okay. Uh, you come down. Okay, yeah. When you come down into this room, what do you see? What do you see? J30. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, this is his cabin, all right. Um, and when you open the door, a magical mouth appears on the door itself and says in a French accent, By Loth's teeth, have you no manners? <laughs> And it's it's fairly loud, but you look around and it doesn't seem to uh, attract any attention. And then you smell the sweet smell of lavender pouring out of the cabin. And uh, when you step inside, uh, you can see that there's a chess table, a dragon chess table, in fact, an empty wine bottle on the table and with a fancy label. And there is a purple curtain that has been sort of peeled back, and you can see the Jarlaxle's bed covered with a soft blue blanket and matching pillows and a wooden chest with clawed feet. Um, she'll open the chest. All right. Um, duh, 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 duh. You can see that... Where is that? Bum, 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 bum. Uh, it is locked. Well... The kids might be in here. I better check. She chops think, it uh, with her battle uh, axe. <laughs> <laughs> Paulton, when you come down the stairs, you can see that there is a hold full of paraphernalia for the Sea Maiden's Fair and three giant spiders creeping about, a fourth one lying dead amid some sticky webs on the floor. It's clear Evelyn came through here, murdered one of the spiders, and somehow eluded the other three. But they turn and glare at you with their 24 eyes as you come down the stairs. Can I... It, it, does it feel like they're not, like, t- 
totally like savage, like kill everything spiders? Do they? They seem, look like, pretty mean. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> does it seem like your, your read is hostility? What's the moral ambiguity of murdering spiders? It's more. I'm just gonna like. I'm just gonna like start to walk through while keeping an eye on them, just like not seeming aggressive or hostile. Just like I'm going in there. All right, they attack you. Um, uh, roll I'm initiative. Going to, huh? Roll initiative. I was I was also going to try an intimidation. Great. Let's see how fast you can do that. Roll initiative. Okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, Seventeen. All right, you do, in fact, can, you can try something before they pounce on you. Intimidation, you say? Yeah. Have at it. I'm going to... What, what should I do for flavor? Hmm. I just kind of like... Like getting... Kind of like a little thunder wave ready. Just like hold up a hand and have some like sparks just kind of sparking off of it. Just to All be right. like, don't do that. Go ahead and make your check. All right. That is... Uh, 17. Well, far be it for the spiders to come between you and true love. They kind of back up into the shadows. <laughs> the spiders, like, shitter back and forth each other. Yeah. Ah, he's furious. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> and they clear a path for you. It's like, I'll take it. I'll just keep walking. Yeah, and you sort of keep an eye on them as you go, and then you kind of bump into this float of this big gold dragon, and then you carry on around it. I mean, they are ship spiders. They are ship spiders. <laughs> nice, Anna. Nice. Everything, on this sh- everything on this ship has an agenda. I thought we are past the puns today. Nope. We never get past the puns. We're never clear of the puns. Like. All right, and then uh, as, you, as you head down the next flight of stairs, Paulton, you hear this... smashing sound of what sounds like an axe hammering into wood. And when you uh, peer in through the open doorway into Jarlaxle's boudoir bedchamber, you see Evelyn has cut a chest in half and shattered all the potions within. Oh. Which bleed out all over the floor. Oops. (laughs) There's also obviously uh, what appeared to be a flask of perfume there that's now filling the room with a very strong scent of eau de Jarlaxle. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. It smells like ass and try hard in here. Jeez. Um, here, Paulton, like... I need to look inside this pillow. Will you hold this corner of it really tight? Please just hold the corner of this pillow really tight. Okay. Whoops! She rips it in half from his <laughs> his um, grip. Beautiful, beautiful um, gold feathers rain down upon the bed. Whoopsie, oh. how could I be so careless? I thought maybe Simon, my son, was inside that pillow. Looks at the chest and looks at the pillow, just like... Yeah, Do so... Do you want to look inside the mattress? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's more going on here that meets the eye. Just wondering if you personally might feel any desire to look inside anything in Jarlaxle's room. There's a, there are small nightstands on each side of the bed with candles, candelabra, beautiful, elegant candelabra 
kind of shaped beautiful web patterns, spider patterns. You know, as a paladin of the city, I I have what amounts to a search warrant when I have probable cause, so I'm going to search she, real as thoroughly. As she drags the axe through the mattress, carving this big <laughs> gash down the middle of it from one end to the other. Hmm, looks like nothing in here. Stuffing billows out, but no Simon. The scent, you of, okay? perfume, the scent of perfume becomes even more intense. You see it seems to enrage her a little bit more. Hmm, what could be inside these nightstands? She picks one up and dumps it out. <laughs> okay. Paulton, you've got one next to you as well. Like, he just kind of like looks at her and just kind of just knocks it over. Nicely done. Uh, one of the the drawer that you knock over, Paulton, opens and you see a a bow tied lock of Evelyn's hair come tumbling out. Oh, that's fucking gross, dude. No! <laughs> Evelyn looks at it and she goes, "I did not give him that." So, yeah, he's not great. You think? Mm, yeah. There's also a what? small little note in there that looks like it was the note Evelyn you left just basically before you took off um, saying bye. That's in there too. I think we should leave now and go find our son. Mm. Paulton, you find this note written in Evelyn's hand. <laughs> Clearly she was here before. I think I told them that, didn't I? Nope. <laughs> Not oh. him. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? I'm not going to ask. So Make perception um, checks, both of you. Perception check? Yep. As the scent of perfume grows... Intolerable. <laughs> this is Uh-oh. the perfume. Perception, 15. Uh, 19. Okay. Um, you believe it has a certain quality to it, say, an a, um, incapacitating quality. I'd like you uh, both oh, to make no. constitution saving throws. Oh, no. Well, he's in my aura, so you get plus five. Yes. Cool. You get, start to get a little lightheaded, and thing, the room starts to swim a little bit around you. Uh, 19 again. 29. You both make the save, uh, which is good. You don't fall unconscious, although the longer you remain in here, you think you might have to repeat the saving throw. But the, po- the potions and the admixture of the potions and the poison have run across the floor, kind of in toward a corner around the seams of what looks like a hidden trap door in the well, floor. Well, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you just know it? And Evelyn, uncharacteristically, because she usually flies everywhere, mm-hmm. chooses instead to stomp with her dirty potion feet across the mattress over to the <laughs> trap door. Well, I'm just kind of try to open it. it. Okay, make a strength check, Evelyn. It's locked, but you don't care. No, I don't. Um, strength check will be a thirteen. Okay, you pull it open. <laughs> You snap its little latch, and you can see a chute going down um, a little ways, and then it kind of turns into this metal tube that connects to another hatch on the bottom made of metal. Like a short little causeway. And you hear water up against the sides of this metal tube. Like, you're, you're underwater, obviously. This part of the ship would be at this depth, but... 
You think Kids? this leads to the submarine? Anyone? Should we see what's down there? You, it's just like a short little ladder crawl down to this metal hatch on the floor of this tube. Oh, so there is a ladder, so it's meant for people. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll go down. Okay. The hatch has a wheel, so you can just sort of spin the wheel to open it up, and when you open it up, you are now looking down into the hallway of a submarine. Well, aren't you glad we did such a thorough search, Paulton? DF and Strix, what's your plan? Yeah. Well, we need to make sure we find the other kids. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, we, can't, we gotta find the other kids. First. They, tell, they know that they're just in the room, the cabin across from this one. Oh, okay. okay. So well, they're then, here. Yeah, so let's go and get them first, and then we'll worry about getting the ship away from them. We also need to make sure that Evelyn and Paulton are okay. Also, All right. I also what? Your broom. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I do need that. I will, I'll go ahead and, well, let's just open the door. If there's anyone behind it, we'll just deal with them. All right, just stand back. We have to stay quiet. Then DS will grab, grab the latch. <laughs> that wasn't quiet. All right. Uh, when you open up the door, you can peer. Uh, there is a hallway running across to the left and right. Uh, one toward the front, the, the, the fore of the submarine, one toward the aft. Uh, immediately to your left are two doors, one on each side of the hallway, and then an open passageway leading right into the command center where you see all this dazzling array of mechanical controls, short little gnomes moving around everywhere, and you can hear what sound like elven voices talking, a pair of them. Uh, but you can't see the elves who are doing the talking. Oh. They are out of view. But they're definitely in the command center. And the command center has the big round windows that look out into the water. <laughs> Strix is like Tia. To the I right remember. in the hallway are two more... Or, or, sorry, is the passage continues toward the back of the submarine. And you hear a sound like a hatch opening com- coming from somewhere back there. You see the door directly across from this one that you've just opened is also closed. And that's where you believe Simon and... Jenks are. Mm. All right. And Strix is like, DF, I have an idea. Do you hear me out? What? Hear me out. If, if one of us tries and yells at them, it's like, oh no, we're sinking or something, and they believe us, then they'll leave, and then we can go. I don't know. I've been smart today, so I was just trying to be smart again. Uh. Maybe we should just stab them. Uh, this is going to be very close quarters and not be the best way to fight. However, if they say you, they know they can't afford a fight because you could blow this whole thing right up. Or <laughs> Do you want me to scare them? Let's get the kids first. <laughs> when you step into the hallway and you open up the other door, it's not locked, and you peer okay. inside, you can see that the other two kids, Simon and Jenks, are tied up in this room by themselves. This room is basically furnished similarly to the one you were just in. There's were they no, also gagged like Squidly or not? Uh, they are not gagged. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I break the drow st- or the Loth statue of this room, too. Okay. But this time I don't care about being loud. I go, Psh. Yeah. And, and, oh, you're not caring about being loud? You just smash it on the floor? Okay. At that point in time, you hear... Wait, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, distress. <laughs> throughout the ship. I'd like everybody to roll initiative. All of you. Strix. <laughs> you were loud with the other door. It just it wasn't. It's just a door that's inconspicuous compared to something shattering. <laughs> All right. Let's start with Strix. 
Twelve. Twelve. DF, look of surprise 13. on your face. Thirteen. Evelyn. Thirteen. Thirteen. And Paulton. Seventeen. So Evelyn, you open up this hatch. And uh, it leads down to a small, let's call it an airlock chamber. Um, a small little chamber with another door, but this one in the side of the room. It's just a small little thing you can drop down inside of. You can get down and you can start opening up the next door. Um, and as you open it up, you hear this smashing sound. Followed by, followed by, take that, evil. <gasps> Strix? <laughs> That's me, I just killed some evil. From somewhere else in the submarine, you hear Evelyn say, Strix? Evelyn, come in here! And that's uh, Evelyn getting down there and opening up the door, the second door with your action is pretty much all you can do except continue your move if you want. And you've still got about 20 feet of movement. Yeah, I'll just continue towards Strix. All right, then you're able to follow the sound down the hall to a pair of open doors leading into separate cabins, and you see Strix and Diath and the kids. We found them! I'm also pretty sure that everyone on this ship is now... And Paulton, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, so because it's open, yep. would I be able to get in there and yes. still have an action? Absolutely. And you can, you can catch up to Evelyn and keep up with her if you want. Cool. We'll catch up. All right. And so you're in the heart so of the submarine. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you're taking a little bit more stock of your surroundings as you follow in Evelyn's wake. You can see that there is a side chamber at, at this end of the hall that you entered through uh, that has a hatch leading down, so there's probably a lower level to this submarine. And then uh, there's also a door at the back of the sub marked Engineering. Mm. But Definitely. Evelyn went the other direction toward the front of the sub and her friends. Okay. So then I get there, and so, so who's everyone I see? I see You see Evelyn in the hallway with you, and you see okay. Strix and Diath in a cabin with okay. Jenks and Simon, who are bound in ropes. Did you close the doors behind you? No. Paulton, close the doors behind you! It's a submarine! If you want to do that, you can do that. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> You are now sealed behind two airtight doors in this submarine with your friends. Good thing I'm not claustrophobic. <gasps> Feeling pretty claustrophobic right now. And we'll say that's Paulton's and Evelyn's turn. A alarm goes off throughout the submarine. That's a bad sound. Diaz, they know what we're do you hear. Diaz, two of the kids are still tied up. That would be Simon and Jenks. Jenks yeah, looks like uh, he's been crying. Yeah, I'm going to spend my uh, turn uh, getting them uh, unbound. Uh, I'll use a combination of my cunning action and fast hands to release them. Okay, you're able to do that effortlessly. Uh, Jenks immediately starts crying about Ferdinand. He lost him somewhere. And, and Simon says... <laughs> Simon says, they, 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 they have waffles on one of the other ships. I don't know what happened to the owlbear, but she just went absolutely nuts. Ruined the whole oh, she, plan. She probably wanted to rub bits again. Uh, what? Did you just give the Tricks. birds and bees talk to her kid? <laughs> to her kid who's like maybe like 80? 
Yeah, who's actually older. <laughs> Simon knows what that is, I'm sure. But Simon says, I'm pretty sure the chair is on this submarine. Well, this submarine, it, am I there? You're in the hall outside, so you can hear this. This submarine is evidence in a kidnapping. We should probably take it to the city. Who am I to argue? Evelyn, can I have my staff back? Oh, yeah, here you go. Well, I can't toss it to you, I guess, right now. because uh, Strix, it is your turn. You can walk over and grab the staff if you want. All right. Yeah, I will walk over and grab it and be like... <laughs> it still looks like a broom right now, actually. Um, well, I will take it. It's, it's currently a broom, but that's okay. It works the same. Um, and I say, there are people on this ship. Should I go scare them? I mean, if you want to. We need, okay. We need to come. I march ship. into the... <laughs> You stride into the command center. It is a two-level, rounded-walled chamber that has... Now, you're on the upper floor, so you kind of come out onto a flying deck, which has two swivel chairs, very sort of futuristic, with kind of like spider-like patterns to them, on this flying deck that looks down on the main deck below you. And uh, from here, you can get a pretty good view out the windows... Uh, into the dark, briny depths of Waterdeep Harbor. And below you, you can see that there are two gnome engineers, one of whom is seated at a chair in front of a console. Another one is kind of lying down and uh, fixing something underneath the console, so you can only see his feet sticking out. But then there are also two dark elves down there, um, armored male dark elves with long white hair, crossbows and swords, and when you come out onto the deck, they both look up at you with their red, glaring eyes. And uh, I look down and I say, Don't anyone move! We're pirates! And that's where we'll stop. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what an episode. Why? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. You hear Paul from the back just R. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've been face palming almost this whole episode, Jerry. <laughs> Weird. Look, Strix did some really competent things throughout this whole episode. I had to make it up, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's great. <laughs> that makes- yep. So next week we get the pirate episode. Also, what the hell is wrong with Jarlaxle? Ew! Yeah, he's real gross, but Evelyn didn't. Evelyn is so. Evelyn her was so drunk she didn't her optimism. <laughs> so, as with many people who can't see past their rose colored glasses mm-hmm. with people who give them attention, I guess she just had those glasses pulled off. Yes. Good, good reminder that Jarlaxel is one of the villains of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Some of us never trusted him. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next week, the adventure aboard the Scarlet Marpanoth will resume. And until then, any announcements, folks? You just came off of a big show at PAX East. I assume all that went well. Oh, yeah. If you guys did not see that special episode live from PAX East, please sure to check it out. You can still see the VOD here on Twitch uh, over at twitch.dnd uh, or even uh, my it's just on PAX. On PAX. TV okay. slash PAX, but it will also be on the D&D YouTube channel very soon. Yes. So be sure to check that out. And don't forget that Evelyn 
also made a special appearance on the C team from that same weekend, which is also a really, really good episode. I highly recommend mm -hmm. uh, watching that one as well. And if you have trouble finding it, a reminder, all you have to do is go to twitch.tv slash packs, click on the videos tab at the top, and then scroll through the highlights. And they've gone through and highlighted everything so you can find just the Dice Camera Action yes. episode or just the C-Team episode if by If you liked this example. episode about ships, you'll like that episode about ships. <laughs> 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 uh, it was great. All right. Uh, my only uh, announcement is that I will be at TwitchCon Europe next week. Oh, my. Ooh. You muted yourself, Anna, in your distress. <laughs> oh, yes. Hi. Hello. <laughs> My name is Anna Prosser, Panic and I'm mute. going to TwitchCon Europe. Uh, yeah, so I'll be at TwitchCon Europe, so you can watch everything on twitch.tv slash twitch that I am producing and performing in, and that will be on the 13th and 14th, but I leave earlier that week, so I actually might not even be able to make it next episode. I'll confirm that. <laughs> I'm gonna be, but I need to see the pirate episode. <laughs> that would be a shame. Curse you, TwitchCon Europe. I mean, I mean, I love everything that Twitch does. <laughs> <laughs> Any other announcements? Mm, just streaming as usual at twitch.tv slash Commander Holly. When you see me live, come say hi. Nate, did you have any? Uh, no, don't think right. so. Uh, thanks to everyone who came and saw us at PAX East and who purchased all new Waffle Crew merchandise, including our new pin sets. Which were super cool. Thank you guys all for that. And although this episode primarily took place on a sub, I do have another sub for you. It's a subreddit. Oh, Be sure shit. to check out the Action subreddit where you can talk nice. about this episode, the previous episodes. Uh, some really, really good fan art came from the PAX East episode, so be sure to go on over there. Uh, I was reading a lot of fan theories and stuff on the flight back to PAX East, and I've been super fascinating to read. Yes. Uh, so be sure to enjoy that community as well, as I'm going to spam that link. Oh, yes. And, uh, yeah. Any other chair puns before we <laughs> abandon ship? Uh, well, if we could think of any, I'm sure it would upholster their spirits. Oh! God! Yes! Thank you. <laughs> We're done. That's it. <laughs> I, I just almost closed out the call like instinctively. <laughs> All right. I'm out. Thank you, Anna. We're out. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.